it feels like we're recording again for the first time. Like, I don't know how to start. I don't know how to get my like, sentences going. A little rusty, a little rusty. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Literally, what the frick? Hello, everyone. We are back for another episode of What the Frick. I don't know if you thought it would ever happen again. I was starting to get nervous. Uh, but here we are. It's your best pal, Nick. And Katie. Back at it again. Back at it again. Yeah, what happened is Nick and I actually got in a huge fight and we haven't talked in like a month. So, but we're back. We've resolved it. So I just want to <laughs> provide some truth for all of our listeners. Uh, no, the situation was this, folks. Katie was driving down to Virginia. She texted me, hey, forgot my mic. And I said, no worries, Katie. I have my mic. I will mm-hmm. bring it and we can Perfect. record. Yep. And she said, great. And then I rolled up to her hotel and I said, Katie, I forgot my mic. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, and then I put on my Crocs and I walked my butt out of there. <laughs> and that's how the fight started. And then we drove home. How long is that car ride? Nine hours? Nine hours. Four. I did not go the whole length with you. Oh, yeah, know. that's true. <laughs> well, I drove him from D.C. to Connecticut. And we didn't say a word the whole time because I was so mad at him for forgetting his mic. So Not a word. But... Katie did ultimately win because uh, we went to go get a drink. We're at the place. It starts pouring. Yep. We decide to walk back. Run back. Well, really. no, no, that that's not true. We didn't decide to do that. I said, Nick, call an Uber. And he called one and it was 40 minutes away. Yes. <laughs> so, so we, we had back. literally no choice. And it, that was raining harder than I've ever seen in my entire life. It was a monsoon. But in the chaos, <laughs> Katie got her revenge. She stole. I have this pink hat. If you watch the videos, you know it. It says Planned Parenthood makes America great. And she swiped it and threw it down a sewer drain and <laughs> got her revenge. So I am now pink hatless. And ultimately, you know, Katie won. Yeah, we actually woke up at, what was it, 5.30 to leave to drive Nick to Connecticut. And well, true to, if work. you remember the Austin story, Katie woke up at 5.30. <laughs> I woke up at 5.37. Yeah, but we were all ready to go. I like, I took a little bit to pack my suitcase. So like at this point, it's like 6.15 and I'm like, all right, let's go. And Nick's like, oh my God, my hat. All of a sudden we're walking out the door. I'm like, Nick, what? We turned the hotel room upside down. Um, so it's floating around in Alexandria, Virginia. So if you find it, let us know. Nick really would love to have it back. Yeah, I might just raise some money, get a new one. It was only $15, I think. <laughs> You've done it before. <laughs> I've done, back at it again. <laughs> it was actually really funny though, because- Nick was in like Nick woke up singing like he was like in the, the most cheery mood and I was like all right I appreciate it but it is 5 30 like I'm gonna need you to stop singing what was it like Ratatouille songs I was yeah like, yeah um, <laughs> for those of you uh if you know you know Ratatouille the musical definitely was auditioning for sure and and he he goes I go Nick can you just tone it down a little bit and he goes listen Katie 
I'm I wake up in a good mood and you're mad. I wake up I wake us up late and we almost miss our flights in Austin and you're mad. <laughs> what could I do in the morning to make our wake up in a hotel and drive somewhere experience better for you? <laughs> and you know like, what it was? Getting her a $7 Starbucks latte. And yeah. her mood did a 180, folks. <laughs> so we made it through. Yep, we did. Um, so it was a great journey home. Um, we had a, we did get in a little bit of an argument on at a toll. Remember that? Uh- <laughs> okay. Yes. Let me let me lead with this story, and then you do your version. Okay. So here's the biblical account: the truth, the unquestionable capital T truth. Katie is one of four Americans without an easy pass. No, that's not true. I have an easy pass. It just didn't have it in my rental car. Okay. Katie takes her (laughs) first and only road trip of 2020 and doesn't bring her easy pass. So we are making our way back, making our way uptown. We got to the toll. And she goes through it. And she's like, I don't have an easy pass. I'm like, okay. She's like, what's going to happen? Why can't I pay cash? I'm like, because no one has used cash for a monetary transaction since the 50s. So you can't use cash. So that we go through one toll, whatever. We go through a second toll. She's like, what's gonna happen? I'm like, really, I don't know. We go through a third toll. Again, I explain to her, I don't know what's gonna happen. By the fourth toll, I'm getting a little irritated because they're both getting more and more anxious. Katie's like, oh my God, I'm gonna go to jail. And I'm like, this truly does not matter. It will resolve itself in the end. If anyone's gonna get their money, it's the government. So she, by the time we're in, I think it was Delaware or maybe it was like the end of the very end of Maryland. No, no, no. It was the Jersey Turnpike. That's where it was. We're on the Jersey Turnpike and we go through one and she's like, oh my God, cash. Like they should all be like this. And I'm like, okay, you found the one. So then we keep going and she's like, Nick, I need you to look it up. I don't know what's going to happen. I like, is it a fine? Is it jail time? Like, does it go on my license? I just need to know. And I'm like, Katie, as I've explained, there is no question on the frequently asked question of the Easy Pass website that says, what do I do if I have an Easy Pass but forgot it for my rental car and I'm going through tolls in multiple states? She's like, it has to be there. There has to be something. And I'm like, Katie, I have Googled it. I do not have an answer for you, but I can assure you that you will not land in jail for this. I, however, will land in jail when I grab the steering wheel and drive us off the highway the next time you ask me about your lack of an easy pass. And then eventually we came to a truce in which we agreed that it would be ideal if the website had an answer, but in the end, it did not have an answer. It's like we fight for 10 minutes about it and then we both go, it really should answer that question though. (laughs) And then she's like, that's all I needed from you. And I was like, if you had led with that, I would have resolved this back in Maryland. But instead you needed a five paragraph essay. It's just like, I cannot imagine. I also work myself up in hysterics on many occasions for many different reasons. Never once. Have I been afraid 
of going through the easy pass lane without being an easy pass. And one of the reasons is this, actually, this just brought an anecdote to mind. Picture it. Maine, 2005. Nick and his grandmother are driving to see his cousin Janet perform in the Nutcracker. Like, like a, for the, like, not, a, not in Boston. Like, she's just like, she's in high school. She's a dancer. Like a school play. Yeah. Got yeah, it. Yeah. And so we're going to the Nutcracker and we drive through the easy pass lane without an easy pass. This was back when there were cash lanes. So when we go through the toll again, my grandmother goes, I accidentally drove through the easy pass lane when I w- didn't mean to, I'd like to pay the toll. And the woman goes, don't worry about it. And my grandmother goes, this was before you like got a bill. Like this was before pay by plate. And my grandmother's like, no, I'd really just like to give you, like, it would make me feel better. Like, I feel bad I did that. And the woman's like, don't worry about it. Just go. And we didn't even pay the toll that time. I just think no one is concerned about one vehicle going through the easy pass lane. And now they will just bill you by the plate. And she's like, but it's a rental. And I'm like, so the rental company will get it and they're not going to pay it. So they're going to bill you and it'll be resolved. Katie, what ended up happening when you went to the rental company and asked them the process? Um, I have something else to say before I answer that question. I'm sure that some people can relate that sometimes when I'm feeling a little anxious or a little nervous about something, I don't need true answers. I need someone to just tell me something to make me feel better in the moment. So all I needed Nick to say was, Katie, you're not going to get a $500 fine for going through this. Katie, Enterprise isn't going to steal all the money from your bank account. Like, I don't know. I was just, I'm driving a car in New Jersey of all places with potholes all over the road. And (laughs) I'm a little stressed. And then not to mention the Jersey Turnpike toll was like $19. That was crazy. Um, And I think it says a lot about me because I was not nervous about jail time. I was nervous about getting an absurdly large fine to my bank account. Like I would rather go to jail than get, than have to pay $200 on a fine. That's all I needed from you, Nick. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I, (laughs) I recognized how I acted a little manic in that moment, but all I needed you to say was it's fine. You're going to be fine. You didn't say that. This two things I want to say. First, we rode the entirety of the Jersey Turnpike from the bottom of New Jersey to the top of New Jersey. So, like, yeah, it was $19 because most people don't ride the entirety of the Jersey Turnpike. Anyway, this is actually when we got back to when we did the episode where we did the questions and it was like, what bothers you about each other? This isn't something that bothers me about you. It's just something that I always forget and it always gets me in trouble. I try to be honest with my friends. And so when my friends ask me a question and I don't know the answer, I say, oh, I don't know the answer. Or when my friend says, well, isn't this going to happen? And I don't know. I say, I don't think it's going to happen, but I can't promise you because I don't want to be held responsible in the future. Katie does not want that. Katie wants a yes man. Katie wants someone to just lie to her so she feels better in the moment. 
because that is not my natural inclination, this often gets us in trouble. I would actually say all of our fights, I can't think of one that is not related to this core principle of you wanting me to just tell you something to make you feel better and me not getting that and actually giving you like the truth. Uh, I fully agree. I'm not arguing that. That's definitely what it is. It is. And like, I don't know how often we fight about those type of things, but I guess like in the moment, little arguments, but like say, like I get like unnecessarily anxious about like job interviews and like, if I say to my friend, it's going to be fine, right? What I, what, what I don't want them to be like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be fine. I want horrible, them to just be like. Horrible example. No, it isn't. Because like, even if I don't like, say I'm interviewing for a job and like, I, I know my friend has no idea how it's going to go. No, but, I want them but to that's. Say, You're going to be fine. This is an example where obviously they should say that. But when you're driving back somewhere and you're asking if a traffic violation you are committing is going to result in a in a fine, it is not unreasonable for the friend to assume you actually want to know whether or not you'll be fined for what you're doing. Uh. <laughs> like, obviously, your friend should just, like, pump you up before a job interview. No question. But, like, should your friend inaccurately, unknowingly say you're not going to get a fine for something that is obviously going to result in a fine? I don't know that that one's actually, like, an obvious, oh, yeah, you should lie to me moment. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> like, this, it's, it's the white lie dilemma. It's like, if I come out and I'm like, Katie, does this outfit look good? I want you to tell me if it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. You don't. You want someone to just say you look good. That's that's not true. If I look terrible, I want someone to tell me. It's it particularly in moments when I'm nervous about something. If you don't know the answer and you say I don't know, that doesn't help me. I need you to say okay, yes so situation. or no. It's you're situation. Lost, you're lost in Vietnam. Why would you choose that as your example? You say, I think we need to go right. You're freaking out. You're like, I don't know. We're lost. I think we need to go right to get back. If your friend doesn't know the answer, would you prefer they say, I don't know. Why don't we look at a map? Or would you rather they just say, yes, Katie, I think you're right. If you have a map, then we both know the answer. I, you didn't have the answer from okay, the internet. Okay, so if they don't have a map, <laughs> even if they don't have a map, if they just say, I don't know if that's the right thing, you want them to say that? Or do you want them to say, no, just go right? That feels like a problem where it's a problem facing the two of us, you right? You know that you're being insane because you no. want them to say, just go right, when that's obviously flawed logic. No. You're lying no, about yourself. Not always, but when I'm driving on a busy highway and I'm like, you could have just been like, yeah, it's fine. You're fine. That would have made me feel better. You're like, no, I, I don't know, Katie. <laughs> like, you're looking nervous. And I'm like, if I'm nervous and other people are nervous, it just it enhances my nervousness. So I think I just needed some comfort that you didn't provide me. That's the bottom right, line. Well, we're going to ask folks to weigh in, I think. Like, do you want someone to just assure you in a situation where you're freaking out or do you want them to level with you? 
Anyways, Nick and I had the best road trip home. It was so much fun. Oh my god, um, I loved it. it. Actually, it actually was fun. Besides the toll situation. Um, yes. Okay, shall we move on? Katie, what did you do the night before Thanksgiving this year? You know what I did is I edited a bunch of photos and I ate sushi with my sister and my parents. That's what I did. Um, so it was lovely, but nothing compared to years past. So a lot more fun. As your boy rep in small town Connecticut, where there is not a bar uh, mm-hmm. in my hometown, I was informed that it is traditional for people to go out the night before Thanksgiving with all their like hometown folks, uh, which I find frankly fascinating. Um, Katie, is that normally what you do the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, a friend gathering, a nice little trip to the bar, nice little pregame with all your high school friends. It's really a great time. There are a few downfalls, though, that I don't think you're missing out on um, not having like a high school bar. I mean, I don't know why we call it a high school bar when we didn't go there. It was also your college bar. True, true. Um, Yep, it is, which is honestly tragic. And sometimes I'd be there and there would be St. Ace people and people from my hometown. That was just a weird reality for me. But there is some downfalls to, you know, walking into a bar and seeing literally everyone you went to high school with. So that's like one thing that I, I'm okay with missing this year because I don't really want to discuss the year 2020 with people in small talk. I don't know. But ultimately drawbacks, good things. What are, how do we feel? Are you ready for yes not missing after missing a year I mean I feel like being 24 and still going like I don't think I should go next year but say things are better say people are going out I'll I'll join you know but this year I am thankful that we didn't have to go to any bars because I hate small talk I hate telling people what I'm doing with my life I hate when people like ask me just I don't know. It's loud. It's like, I just want to hang out with my friends when I go to bars. Um, so that would be the drawback. I think running into people that you just like really don't ever want to see again. Um, but then it's sad that we missed it because I love going out with my friends from high school. Um, I love like getting dressed up. So that was sad. I was feeling a little, having a little bit of FOMO about that, but you know, it's better to stay safe and better to be home. Now, did not to stir the pot, but I'm going to, obviously. <laughs> Were you the only one of your friends to stay home? Or was this like actually everyone stayed home? It, well, the bars where I am are literally not opened. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So it's like you could, I saw a few people like on Snapchat going like out for like a drink, like where you like sit at a table. But yeah. I was just like, None of my friends did. Um, there wasn't even an option, really, to go this yeah. year. Um, but I was sad because at this point, a lot of my friends are either down in Boston or in New York or just, like, kind of all over the place. So everyone was home for a night. And, like, it felt kind of weird not getting together and, like, seeing everyone that night. Yeah. Um, but, but hey, you know, it's okay. Next year, it's going to be a lot better, I think. All righty. <laughs> Why did that feel like an interview? <laughs> I don't know. I like had, I was like, I actually have nothing to say on this topic. So I'll just let her talk. It's always a nightmare, really. 
And I always wake up having the most anxiety in the world because I'm like, who did I talk to last night? (laughs) And I hate it. Alrighty. So I think to, you know, you're recognizing you appreciated a more low-key night before. I also kind of appreciated the just more low-key holiday. Like it was just my dad, my grandmother, me, and still had everything. There were more. My grandmother makes manicottis for Thanksgiving dinner. I had three this year. Usually I only get two. So like more food. Definitely enjoyed that part. It was just so much quieter. Yeah, I agree. And not to like romanticize the fact that we had to all cancel our holidays because of a pandemic. But I did appreciate like I woke up at like 10. I wore cozy clothes all day and like didn't have to, you know, unbutton my jeans after eating a full course meal for Thanksgiving. Because, you know, it's just me, my parents, my siblings. And all we did was we made some appetizers. We had a wicked good meal. And then we watched home videos all night. And it was just really nice, you know. So Nothing. Cute. Yeah, it was. I really did appreciate it. I was just going to say, I like the idea of, like, actually being able to relax and, like, enjoy the holiday. Usually when we go to, like, my cousins or anywhere for Thanksgiving or Christmas... It's just like such a like to wake up and like a certain time and you have to leave. It's like a two hour drive. It's just like annoying. Like I do like seeing my family, but it's just like, I don't know. I appreciated staying home and not having to like worry about anything. Yeah, I think one thing my coworker and I were talking about today is just like how like being forced to be home has turned us into more of homebodies than we used to be. Like now, like even just going to the store, it's like, oh, I can't wait to just get back in bed. We do like a smaller, low key version of the holidays. Like, this is good. This is what I wanted. Whereas like, if we had just done that randomly last year, we would have been like, not about it. So um, for sure, I definitely feel like I've embraced because I've been forced to, I don't mean to, like you said, romanticize it, but like, I've definitely just leaned into my more introverted parts of my personality. And I'm like, reading so much more like yesterday I read a whole book in a day um and like writing and just like chilling and like those parts of my personality that don't normally get as much of attention because I'm used to doing the more extroverted things with my time yes I agree very much and I also like what you're saying about like going to the store and then like coming home and like just being exhausted I feel like my social battery runs out so quickly Mm -hmm. like obviously much more quickly than like it did before the pandemic, but I feel like I like will go to dinner with a friend and that's like all I can do that week, like in terms of socializing and like, yeah, just, I don't know. It, it gets exhausting way more than it did before. So I think that you're very spot on with that. And on that note, I think one of the benefits of smaller holidays was not having to have those conversations at the Thanksgiving table. You just don't want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I did miss, usually I say grace and I was so ready to be like, thank you, Lord, for our meal, for the hands that prepared it. Look over those who are less fortunate than us. And also thank you again for Joey B <laughs> starting that, uh, during, during Thanksgiving. Cause I was planning on it. Yeah. Um, yes. Here we are. Um, so yeah, not having to discuss politics at the Thanksgiving table, kind of mm-hmm. lit. Yeah, I still, so my brother and sister always make me like promise I'm not going to start political arguments. So it was a little easier just being home. Um, 
although I do tend to have some arguments still, but we were doing the same thing. We were going around the table saying what we're thankful for. And I was like, oh, you know, my health, my family, my friends, my photography business. And I turned to my sister. I'm like, Joe Biden won the election. (laughs) She's like, shut up. (laughs) Uh, The thing is, I never, ever, ever start it. Because I'm like, I don't need to like pick a fight. But like, I like, if someone says something, like, I'm not going to just let it go. So it's like, what always happens is like, and this had happened this year, but like in general, it'd be like my grandmother being like, oh, you know, they're just giving Trump such a hard time. And I'm like, nope. And I'm like, X, Y, Z. Whereas right. this year, like I, I never like pick the fight, but I'm always like going to get involved if it comes up. Of course. Um, but there was none of that this year. So Yeah, no, I, and the thing that I hate about like talking politics with like my extended family is like, I don't see them enough. So I know I'm not going to change their opinions or their minds, whatever. At this point, it doesn't matter. But I don't like getting in arguments with like my extended family because I can be like pretty harsh. And like, I honestly don't want to ruin my relationship with all of my extended family and have them all talking about me. So I appreciated that because this year I'm a little more on edge than I was in years past. Katie, I'm sure you hate the question. Do you have a boyfriend? Cause you either have a bad one or no one. So <laughs> must've been a relief not to have that question this year. Right. Like how am I going to answer my aunt asking me if I have a boyfriend? I'm like, uh, I talked to a couple of people from Hinge. Yeah, it's a dating app. Anyways, like that's literally how also, our conversations go. <laughs> meanwhile, I was kind of bummed because like this is my first year since the Stone Age that I can actually answer yes, shove it. And <laughs> I didn't get to. So maybe Christmas. I don't know. Oh, uh, no. So blessing blessing for me. Uh, unfortunate for you. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's I hate that question because even if I am dating someone, like I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it unless they're like incredible. Yeah. In theory, they could be incredible. Sure. In theory, they could be great. And when that time comes, maybe I'll want to talk about it. But, but it's funny because like talking to like my younger cousins, I'm like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? Like, I want to know, but I don't want anyone to ask me, you know? So Mm. I don't know. I I appreciate that. I was just with my parents because they know that I am single. Another thing that I just, like, do not want to talk about with my extended family is just, like, my future at all. Like, don't ask me what I want to do with my life. Don't ask me what I'm doing now. Just, let's just have small talk. (laughs) Well, my thing is, like, I feel somewhat similarly because growing up, it was always like, oh, Nick's going to be the president. And I'm like, there is, you could not pay me enough to run for that job like what a thankless stressful whatever job I don't want that in my life and they're all like oh no like don't give up on your dreams and I'm like I didn't it's just not my dream anymore I matured and watched I was like also you act like all of you people would vote for me when I know for a fact you wouldn't and like go away with that like I don't need that energy like I'm perfectly content just living out my life I don't need to take that on like like having like no 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 and again it's not that I've given up that's the part it's like I don't care if you ask me like what I would frankly love if my family started to understand what it is I do for a living 
Yeah. Um, that would be cool, but they're not really, they're like asking like, when are you running? I'm like, I am not running for office again. Like I right. did it. It was fun. I won in a landslide. It was cool. <laughs> That's all I need. Like one right. trick here. No, totally. Uh, so I don't know. I, I agree with that. It's like the same with like how like I wanted to go to law school when I was working for a law firm and like right. most of my family knew that and they kind of would always just be like, I don't like when I decided not to, I actually haven't seen them since that. So that's what the question I don't want to deal with because how do you deal with someone being like, Oh, weren't you going to be a lawyer? And Oh, you're a photographer. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, how, like, how do you explain that to like, especially older generations where like, they don't really appreciate, like, like my parents are so supportive of it, but like, I just feel like a lot of like older generations don't really appreciate like, influencer jobs or like blogging and like stuff like that and I feel right. like photography kind of falls into it so um I don't know I just I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to talk about that because I mean I talk about it with my family like my um immediate family and like my siblings all the time but I just can't give my like 30 second elevator pitch about what I'm doing like constantly I can't do it and it's just tough because like you shouldn't like when we talk about like what you're doing like it comes from this place where like you know I'm supportive you know whatever whereas like them it's like you have to justify it I feel like and it's like you don't need to like you're supporting yourself you're going through school again like you don't need to justify it to me or your friends or like your parents but like your aunt that you never talk to like you feel like you need to and that's just like not worth it um right like I feel like there's like this need to like prove yourself Especially because, like, I have a ton of cousins my age and, like, the ages of, like, my siblings. And I feel like it's always just, like, a, oh, cool. I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to have to prove myself to anyone. I'm happy with what I'm doing. And my parents are happy. And that's all that matters. Okay? No, exactly. Um, The other thing I was thinking about, too, like, we never – so we always do things mostly with my dad's side of the family. Like, we're just not as close with my mom's side. And it's, like, to the point where when I do see my mom's side, it's, like, it's not even, like, the questions are, like, what's going on? What's new? It's, like, oh, like, how's college going? And I'm, like, oh, I actually don't go to college anymore. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, where did, like, when I tell you that, like, my uncle's on my mom's side, like, I'm close with one of my aunts on my mom's side, but that's, like, it. And, like, my two uncles on my mom's side would be, like, where are you going to school? And I'm like, St. Ansem College. Still. Yeah. Like, been there for three years now. Like, whatever. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. What are you majoring in? I'm like, you don't know that I'm majoring in politics? You don't know that I'm majoring in politics. You Like, one time, I made my brother fly up from his home in Florida to run against me for president of the family. What does president of the family mean? No one knows. But we had a debate. And we had an election and we made buttons. So like, you don't know what I'm majoring in. I'll give you one guess. One, one guess. Yeah. Like, it's just so exhausting. I'm like, I don't like have time for that. Like, I don't need that. Like, yeah. you don't, this is another thing we need to normalize. You don't need, and like, I think this is normalized, but you don't need to be like friends with everyone in your family. You right. don't have to be close to someone. I, I don't understand the logic. Like, this is such an Italian thing which is not my mom's side, but it's my dad's side. But like the Italian, like blood over everything. And it's like, it's like, oh, you got to give it to like 
um, like they're your uncle. And I'm like, I, they could not pick me out of a lineup. Like, yes. Like, yes. why do I owe them anything? Like, I don't understand that. Like, I will always have my sister's back. I will always have my brother's back. But like my third cousin twice removed, like he was removed twice for a reason. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I totally People agree can't see I'm... right now, but I'm beaming. That was such a good one. That was that such was a good, good one. That was very I'm good. I'm like so proud that. of myself. <laughs> Podcast over. It's not going to get better from over. there. Can't <laughs> no, but I agree with that. Like, I feel like there's like, there's like a mutual kind of behavior between like me and my cousins that I never see it's kind of like hey how, how are you how's school and that's literally it like we don't even try to like ask each other questions anymore which is like totally fine it's just like how's a mutual thing going? I want it that way like let's just let's do it that way <laughs> oh my god I can't believe you're just saying on the podcast <laughs> oh it's horrible we lost all our listens overnight <laughs> Oh, the other thing that I hate is when people like try to like network me with someone not and I understand it can be helpful and I really do appreciate like some connections I've made like through my family but I hate like the oh yeah I'm a photographer and then they're like oh I know this photographer let me pull up her name for you I'm like for what for what <laughs> right, or like- potentially worse though is the old family stories that you've heard a million times like it's like oh your great aunt Janice owned a camera shop. And it's like, okay, great aunt Janice has been, like, I went to her funeral in 1999 and it wasn't even an open casket. Like, and you're just like, you're just like I don't need to hear a story. Like, the, the thing for us, and like, I actually like can't, like, I do enjoy hearing my, like, I never knew my dad's dad. So like, I enjoy when he tells stories about him. But mm-hmm. my grandfather owned an Italian deli, like a, like a general store, like a little market grocery store deli with, um, his brother. And so like every holiday, there's some story about like the store and like, usually it's one I've heard a million times. And like, again, I actually kind of appreciate them because like, it's the only way I really know my grandfather, but like at another level, it's just like, yes, dad, like, I know the store every Christmas you used to go in there December 22nd and you want to come out until December 24th and Aunt Lisa never worked there even though she says she did and you two fight about it all the time. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like it's just like I like got it. I got it. So like it could be that way like oh I'm in photography and it's like I posed for a photo once back in <laughs> the 80s. <laughs> so yeah, right. I'm sure like I'm sure you did and like when I so like wedding videography as I'm sure you know Nick is like kind of newer like the way it's done now like it's not like just filming a wedding and like handing them a tape of the whole thing like it's it's so that is hard to explain to like some older people in my family because they're like oh when we got our they're they're like oh they're only five minutes long like when we got our wedding videos four hours I'm like well it's different things are different and that just goes back to like our episode about like advice you shouldn't take from your parents like it's all just different like everything evolves things change right. and I hate explaining it <laughs> like the minimum wage yeah on the ride up on the ride up my father and I were getting into it again and I was just like dad when you were like working the minimum wage was 350 
it is now only 750 or 725 like nationally. Yeah. like yeah. it's like no one makes 725 i'm like actually i in a lot of states <laughs> a lot of people do he's like where and like new hampshire the minimum wage in new hampshire is 725 i was like katie that's criminal and i was like i'm like all i'm saying you know we don't need to get into the minimum wage right but i was no but at our college get some perspective like stuff is different right at our college in new hampshire they actually paid student workers 725 because that was the minimum wage right and they could but like right it was right. ridiculous. Right. <laughs> it's so crazy. I can't even, I forgot about that. I would have been like, I did. I made 725. Yeah. Okay, friends. We enjoyed reliving Thanksgiving with y'all. We have the perfect episode planned for next week. It is with our friend Kayla, who owns a little small business. She and Katie are going to do their thing where they talk about being entrepreneurs. And then we're going to talk with Kayla a little bit about how you can shop small this holiday season and help support local businesses uh, in the holidays. So that's going to be super fun, super exciting. Tune in next Thursday for that. And anything else you want to add in, Katie? No, I'm just so excited to have Kayla on. Um, If you follow my photography instagram it's at khfilm underscore if you don't um but i always post about how important it is to shop small shop local support small business um and i think that it's going to be really exciting to talk about this especially it's going to be right at the beginning of summer next week so you guys will still have time to place your orders with some small businesses for christmas gifts so super excited to do that and glad we're back after a little hiatus it's good to be back Uh, and last thing I'm going to say, um, obviously I'm going to throw out all of our social handles, whatever, but my Venmo, if you want to Venmo me, for, <laughs> don't tell Katie it's a surprise, but her, her easy pass toll fund, <laughs> and a little Christmas fundraiser. So let me know. Um, kidding. Please uh, don't. 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 <laughs> She's got to pay for it on her own. I'm just going to Venmo charge Nick for emotional trauma. And all right. Well, Nick. now Katie's joking about trauma. So I think yeah. this is the time we should cut it. Let's go. <laughs> See you next week. Make sure you're following us at What the Frick Pod. Uh, you can email us literally what the frick at Gmail. Like, no, literally the email is literally what the frick at gmail.com. Our friend Michelle James, our lovely assistant, will get back to you. And make sure you are liking the podcast. Make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. We need those downloads, baby. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. <laughs>